Good morning, church. Can everyone hear me? Well, last time I was here, the microphone was a bit naughty. I was a bit naughtier. Um, I am Nick, and I am the youth pastor here at St. Mary's. And um, as Ben has said, I've been invited here today to to speak to you about Isaiah 55, um, the invitation to the thirsty. Um, Before I do, though, let's pray. Dear Father God, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to speak about you, to reflect on your goodness. Um, We invite you in. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. I pray you open our ears to hear you, open our eyes to see you. I pray that your word would fall on good and fertile soil, Lord. We just pray, come be with us now. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For any invitation, it's important to know who's it from, who's it to, what's on offer, and how do I reply. So that's how I'm going to look at Isaiah 55 today. So firstly, who is this invitation from? Pretty simple, it's from God. Secondly, who is this to? Who is being invited? Again, the answer is simple, everyone. Come all you who are thirsty, Come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? The invitation is to all who thirst. It includes all of us who admit our thirst, our emptiness, but it also includes those of us who have tried and continue to try to find our fulfilment in other things than God. Maybe it's your house. Maybe it's your career, your possessions, your children, your grandchildren, other people's approval. Looking around here, before me, the faces I see, maybe it's sex, drugs, and rock and roll. (laughs) God calls out to us, why spend money on what is not bread and your labour on what does not satisfy? Um, Many years ago, Boris Becker spoke about this lack of satisfaction. He wrote, I'd won Wimbledon twice, once as the youngest player. I was rich. I had all the materials I needed. It is the old song of movie stars and pop stars who commit suicide. They have everything, and yet they are so unhappy. But I had no inner peace. There's also a famous um, Sophia Loren um, interview in which she says she has had everything. Awards, marriage, but she says, in my life, there's an emptiness that is impossible to fill. Now, I haven't won Wimbledon twice, and I haven't won many awards for my acting, as good as it is, Um, but I do firmly recall, at the age of 25, 26, seemingly having everything going for me on the outside, doing what I thought was my dream job, in a top five advertising agency. Um, I was in a five-year relationship. I had a great family, good education. I was healthy, probably at the peak of my fitness, and yet feeling utterly empty and dead on the inside. Sitting on my bed each morning, thinking there must be more to life than this. And praise be to God, there was and there is. So let's look at the invitation, what God offers us. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Water, milk, wine. 
Three drinks which represent our deepest needs. Water for life, for restoration, revival. Milk for strength and nourishment. And wine for joy, celebration. We take it for granted in 21st century Hampton what it is to really thirst. Think about it. If you were wasting away in the desert, all you could think about would be your desperate need for water. All all that you would want would be water. All that could satisfy you would be water. I wouldn't be interested in a Ferrari. I wouldn't be interested in a compliment. All that I would want and need would be water. Life-sustaining, life-giving water. When we're a baby, what is it that we need in order to grow strong and develop? Milk. What about times of celebration? Ben will tell you about this. Wine. In ancient times, wine was a drink for celebrations. It represented joy. John Piper summarises, God is not just for emergencies and mountain peaks. He is for health in the long haul. He invites you not only to come alive with water, but also to be stable and strong with milk. But that is not all we need in life. There is a child inside every one of us that God made for exhilaration, for shouting and singing and dancing and playing and skipping and running and jumping and laughing. God is willing to revive us from the heat of Death Valley with the miracle of his water and make us strong and healthy and stable with the miracle of his milk and then give us endless and ever fresh exhilaration with the miracle of his wine. Isaiah 55 verse 2 goes on to describe the quality and quantity of these benefits. God says, listen diligently, persistently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich good. Other translations, fatness. Delight yourself in fatness. Um, The Lord God is saying what he has to offer is the very best and there is an abundance of it that never runs out. Verse 3, incline your ear and come to me. Listen that your soul may live. I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my faithful love promised to David. God is offering us the same kind of covenant, covenant which he made with King David, a covenant of steadfast love that will never, ever be taken away. Did you notice, though, that this entire offer, invitation, does come at a cost. Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the water, and you who have no money, come buy and eat, come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Alongside the emphasis on freeness, the thought of purchase is not set aside. So how would you buy something without money? As Alec Motya Motti, I'll call him. It's good old Motti, says. There is not the football guy. Uh, This is no soup kitchen. Even if the clients are beggars, there's a purchase and a price, though not ours, to pay. We bring our poverty to a transaction already completed. So who's paid the bill? Jesus, fulfilling the messianic prophecy of the suffering servant in Isaiah 53, dying for our sins. So how do we accept the invitation? How do we RSVP? God's invitation is for everyone, and there's enough for everyone, but each of us must personally respond. We are to, verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. 
there's a window of opportunity for every one of us and not, not, one, not one of us knows when that window will close. We are to call on him while he is near. We need to repent, turn back from going our own way and instead turn and follow God. Repentance is not something you feel, it's something you do. God's mercy is available to all, but it's only for those who repent. Now, acceptance doesn't mean all the trials and tribulations of this world immediately vanish. We know that only too well. At the moment, there are still briars. At the moment, there are still thorns. We live in a world that's full of immense pain and suffering. So how can we rejoice in a world that is so broken and messed up? We can rejoice because of what Jesus has already done and accomplished through his death and resurrection, the victory of the cross, which gave us the redemption of our hearts. And we can rejoice because one day he is coming back to restore the whole of creation. You shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. All the inner turmoil will be taken away. All the outer turmoil will be overcome and banished. Creation will no longer be under the curse that we see. Instead, it will burst into song before all of us, before us. All this amazing transformation will be for the Lord's renown, an everlasting sign that will endure forever. So today, if you are thirsty and you need God's living water, then come to him today. If you need his milk because you're feeling weak and you're in need of strength, come to him today. If you lack joy, you need his wine, come to him. God invites you, God implores you, come, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen.